Great decision you made to join in the trenches with Dave Lappin, brought to you by First Star Logistics. As always, coming to you from our outstanding studios, provided by First Star Logistics, because our guest today, defensive coordinator, Lou Anarumo. Defense did not have a year that they had hoped. Lou Anarumo, very honest, front and center about all of that. Why? Areas that need to be improved upon, areas that he was proud of, the results, and personnel. Developing the young players, bringing them back year two. They're going to be much different than they were year one with a year's experience under their belt and an offseason to study, make adjustments. Lou Anarumo talks about the future as well as the past, but focusing more on the future with the Cincinnati Bengals and his defensive football team. Very honest in his approach. Thanks for joining us in the trenches with Dave Lappin, brought to you by First Star Logistics. As always, we're coming to you from our studios here in Cincinnati, Ohio, but our special guest and our very special guest and uh, just a, an unbelievable football coach and an even better human being, and he's gracing us with his presence right now from the Sunshine State down in Florida, defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo. Coach, how you be? I'm, I'm trying to warm these bones up. <laughs> Oh man, it, it recharge the battery, warm the bones. Uh, so how you uh, down there for a little bit of time, getting things, uh, getting things going? Yeah, just uh, you know, we we uh, get a little bit of time off right after the season's over. Um, the good news is nowadays, I would say the only thing that uh, came out of COVID that was good is we all learned how to work uh, remotely. So I just have my iPad and I can tap into the. Uh, video stuff, just like it's uh, like I'm sitting at my desk. So I do have access to that, which is great. Taking a look at some things as as we rest up a little bit and get ready for the off season. So the uh, boy watching, I'm sure you've watched uh, watched some of the playoff games. Anything strike you? Anything uh, that, that is earth shattering that, that you noticed that maybe the average Joe like us didn't? I just think it's um, uh, you look at the. I think the Packers are the best example of getting hot at the right time, you know, playing well. Uh, because once you get in the tournament, anything's possible, and, and as we know. And so I think that that's a key to it. Um, I think that, uh, you know, teams that uh, take advantage of uh, takeaways and, and turnovers and score and, you know, at the right time and, and then executing in the red zone. Like, you know, you saw the Rams-Lions game. I thought that that one was right down to the wire and, you know, I think the Rams just uh, settled for three field goal, uh, three field goals, and if they convert on one of those, you know, they, they probably win that game. So, so close. It's it's great to watch. Very, you know, disappointing that, uh, very disappointing that I'm sitting on the couch watching it. You know, we're used to being in that now, but uh, it is what it is this year. Coach, how, what was your reaction when Bill Belichick is on the market? Pete Carroll is on the market. You know, I mean, what did you think in in a matter of 24 hours? Two future yeah. Hall of Famers are out there. Yeah, Mike Vrabel too. You know, yeah, Mike Vrabel, very, yeah, very successful coach, and it just, yeah. just, it just shows you um, that you know your lifespan as a coach, no matter who you are, uh, has a has an end line <laughs> wherever it may be. You know, Coach Belichick's obviously 
uh, the, if not uh, the greatest coach we've ever had in our league. So, um, you know, I, I just, it just, it just shows you that uh, anything, anything can, uh, anything can happen in the coaching profession. No doubt about that. You know, in my mind, two things that a head coach has to have in the national football league head coach at any level, really uh, of football now in the, in this era is an ability to communicate his message and an ability to establish relationships and coach, you got both of those in spades. So uh, people should uh, take notice of that and, uh, and proceed accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it. Lab. It's uh, once you've had time now to sit back and reflect the season uh, you know, ending and, and there's emotions and all that sort of thing immediately. And you have your exit meetings with your players and everything that goes along with that. And the dialogue that has gone back and forth, what's your biggest takeaway from, uh, from the past season? Um, well, I liked, I liked how we finished the season off, you know, um, certainly that game, say whatever you want, that game could have went, uh, against Cleveland. I think we were in the same situation a couple of years ago, uh, and I think it was a very tight game and it, you know, uh, we went up there and I think our guys, you know, finished the right way, which is important. Got, had a winning season, uh, three consecutive years. Uh, the standard now is different than when we first got here. So we didn't meet our goals. We didn't meet our expectations, but, um, you know, I think that the character of the people in the locker room and the character of the players and the coaches, you know, revealed itself as, as we went on through, now it didn't go the way we wanted, um, but um, certainly, you know, good things to come. Yeah, you hit I think nail on many uh, the head on many nails with, with that coach. It's like now in 2024, there are 16 teams that are going to have a winning record, and 16 teams are going to have a losing record. Even the ones you know all the way through the Super Bowl, one's going to win, one's going to lose. You're one of the 16 teams that won and zero. You know, finished uh, 2024 on an uptick, finish that season on an uptick, the fin finality of the 2023 yeah. season. And there's something to that. I mean, I know as a, as a former player, <laughs> winning that last game and losing that last game, when you go into the early stages of the off season, it, it's, there's an impact there. Yeah. I go back to when I coached in college, you know, you always wanted to win your bowl game to have, like you said, go into the off season with a good taste in your mouth and, uh, you know, get going in the off season program and, and, you know, when you're not in the playoffs, um, I think it's very important that you do that, and we were able to, to finish up strong. So when you reflect back on, on your uh, past season, yeah. what did you do best defensively in your mind, Coach? Well, I think it's takeaways without a deal, without a, uh, without yep. a doubt. Um, yep. You know, and that's something that will – you know, we've done a good job of that in the playoffs the previous two years. Um you know, and I think that it's imperative that we continue that uh, to give our team a chance uh, to win. And, uh, you know, it's amazing. I think we were like plus eight or nine or even maybe 10 for the year, yeah. which yeah. is, you know, that's generally equates to a, I don't know, 11, 12 win team. Yep. Um, you know, so we were three, two or three shy of that. Um uh, you know, so we just, uh, on our side of the ball, um, you know, it's very, very evident, um, the, the couple of things that we have not done, uh, over the previous years. And, and we were, we let up this year and number one starts with the run game being more consistent, uh, and certainly just gave up way too many, uh, long runs. Uh, and then, 
the explosive passes. Uh, you know, it's just something that we're you can't you can't win football games when you're you know giving up. You know, you just go to the the Pittsburgh game where it's a I believe a 66 yarder, a 44 yarder, and a 87 yarder or something like that. You, you got no chance. So uh, just not. You shouldn't give up those numbers in an entire in an entire season, and to have them all in one game to me that just sh- that just was like embodied our season in a negative way, and um, that that has to change, and it will. You know, as a speaking as a again as a former player, I remember my first year that I started. Um, you know, it was my second year in the league, and I played. You know, finished mopped up. You know, games as a as a rookie, got quite a bit of playing time down the back end of the season because we finished like 500, you know, so we wanted to take a look at the, some of the younger guys. And I remember from that, after that rookie year experience, I remember looking at uh, back in those days, 16 millimeter film of yeah. games. And I'm like, what the hell, what am I doing? I was, I was performing techniques that I learned in college and I wasn't doing the techniques that I was being taught at the NFL level because you get in the heat of the battle and your muscle memory goes back to whatever. And it's like, man, I got I got to get over that. I got to I got to start to rep the right way and and carry it over to a game. I mean, and then from year 1 to year 2 when I ended up getting the start and I mean that I ended up doing the techniques that I was being taught to do and not, you know, going back into like oh, combat man, go back to what you felt most comfortable doing. That's that's something players have to make adjustments to. Coaches can't do that for you. Well, I think it's a combination. You know, I think you're right. You got to look. Each player has to look uh, at the tape and evaluate. And it's our job to make sure we get the most out of them. And, you know, um, there's certainly things we can fix from a fundamental technique standpoint that has to change uh, in the back end for sure. Uh, And then, you know, just our linebackers, uh, you know, both Logan and uh, Jermaine, uh, you know, being in uh, some man-to-man situations where they've got to, you know, do a better job on that. Um, you know, and then, you know, Trey Hendrickson is a, is a one man wrecking crew. Um, you know, we got to develop, uh, some inside rush and, and, um, I think Sam, uh, now that, uh, he just got his ankle cleaned out. So, uh, yeah. you know, he got his hundred thousand mile check. So <laughs> he'll be, he'll be uh, a better <laughs> Sam Hubbard, uh, next year or what we know Sam yep. the be. So, um, you know, I think the rush, the coverage working together, um, you know, I think we found ourselves being a little too stagnant in the back end where, you know, one of the things we've prided ourselves on uh, is, you know, disguising things well. And I just think when you're giving up big plays and you're a young player, you, you kind of go into a shell and you're, okay, what's my assignment? And I'm not trying to screw the offense up here. I, I want to make sure I'm lined up properly and you know, we, we sacrificed some of the things that have made us uh, a pretty good defense over the last few years. Man, that's a great point. Yeah, I mean, um, you can't disguise when you're not 100% on on point with everything you need to be 100% on point with before you start disguising, man. There's, makes, that, makes, uh, that makes total sense. But with, with respect to that, um, then the communication issue, you know, your top-down communication probably suffered a little bit. And I, I remember you – mentioning during the course of the season, you know, silence deadly back there, man. You got to, you got to communicate. You can't communicate enough, right? No, a hundred percent. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, there was valuable lessons learned and, and sometimes you got to learn them uh, the hard way. 
And um, I think that that's kind of what we experienced this year. Uh, uh, and we'll learn from it and, and, and grow and move on. One thing I've noticed, Coach, in some of these uh, games that get out of hand, the tackling was is like incredibly sloppy. I mean, uh, at, at the high level in the plus, it, it, it's crazy how much yards after contact, yards after catch that teams are accumulating uh, against teams that had good years. I mean, tackling is—is uh, is it because of you know the lack of physical contact, the collective bargaining agreement, all that stuff? Is—is is it hard even? at this stage of the season to keep that part of it sharp? Um, uh, you know, I think that, number one, we were trying to tackle uh, players that are just so elite in everything that they do from a, you know, make you miss standpoint, you know, yeah. that, that throw that in there. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think uh, a lot of times that, uh, you know, you, you may be towards the end of the year, some teams maybe take the pads off. So you're not maybe practicing as not, uh, as much, I, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, we try to stay with it all the way through. Um, but you know, yeah, you can, you can certainly see it in some of the games where I know the coaches I'm sure weren't happy. So coach, you're taking time now to recharge the battery, um, you know, the mind and the body as such, and you're still doing work. I mean, the, the, yeah. in today's technology, it's not like you guys, uh, when you're away from it, you're not totally away from it. I, you guys, the coaching mentality, man, you guys are always thinking about it and, and yeah. tweaking this and, and changing that and, and trying to make things, make things better. What kind of lay out your off season once you, uh, once you take this little time frame to, to uh, get reacquainted with your, your wife and family and all that good stuff. What, what, uh, how does it unfold from there, coach? Well, I think it's important, uh, you know, uh, that, we approach it the right way, which I know we will. Um, I think to me, you know, it's a very, this, this time of the year will be more of the player acquisition time of the year. So where we kind of put a different hat on and, you know, we, we're now focusing on getting the players that can help us improve our team. Um, you know, and I think that, so, you know, we blocked that out and then certainly the scheme evaluation and, and player evaluation of our own guys is ongoing, right. but you want to make sure that you're not, you know, you're focused in on what is important now. And, and, and again, you know, the combine will be here before you know it, uh, the draft, these pro days. So um, it's, we used to do it way back when, when I was in college and, you know, it was football in the morning, recruiting in the afternoon, you know, it's, you know, free agents in the morning, football in the afternoon, vice versa. However you break up your days, uh, they got to be segmented and you want to just make sure you're focused on what is important and right. And in the upcoming weeks and months, it'll be player acquisition. So uh, with all the exit interviews that took, took place and all that sort of thing, what was your biggest takeaway coach? Is there something that, that, um, that was consistent as you were dealing with every player that you dealt with or were, were there a few things? Uh, I think really disappointment uh, in the way the season went. Uh, I would say uh, guys were being very self-reflective, if that's the right way to say it, uh, in yeah. terms of how they can improve already and what they need to do to get better and where they're going to work out. And so the mindset was great. Um, you know, I, I, we, we have, as we've always said, we have a great group, of, we have a great locker room. So I think that, that that was echoed as the players were coming through the building on the, that Monday following the Cleveland game. I mean, honestly, when Joe Burrow went down, the entire league wrote the Bengals off. And uh, the football team showed that, you know, their, their character, their fiber, 
you got a bunch of guys, as you mentioned, Coach, a bunch of guys in the locker room that are made of the right stuff, don't you? Oh, for sure. I don't think that anybody, you know, obviously you lose your uh, star quarterback and, you know, it's, that's more than a gut punch. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, we, we knew what we had, what was in front of us. And, um, you know, I think uh, the way Jake stepped up and played for us and the rest of the guys on offense, and certainly we could have done some more things better on uh, defense to help us. But uh, um, those are the things we'll look to improve as we go forward. So many young players uh, defensively with with su- such a physical skill set. You ex- are your expectations like okay, this this was a learning season, you know, for a lot of these guys. Do you expect uh, a good jump uh, from this year to next year? Yeah, they have to. Um, you know, there's there's one thing we know about uh, you know the NFL. It's not going to wait on anybody. So you know, we have to make sure that the uh, errors and the mistakes that some of the guys made, whether it be physical or mental, those things don't pop up again. And, you know, the younger, younger guys are still young people and they're going to get bigger and stronger as they get, uh, as uh, they continue to get older and, and gain strength at certain positions. And I think that that's going to be important for everybody to have their best off season they've had. You know, I, I was uh, impressed by what Joseph Asai was doing against the Cleveland Browns. You know, I'm like, this guy to me, I look at him and say, okay, he's a 30-year guy, but he missed his entire rookie year injury. So he's basically a two-year player. And he was unavailable, you know, a good part of this year. But when he's healthy and able to contribute, this dude has got a skill set now. I mean, you know, he, he was impactful. He hit the quarterback's arm, you know, that led yeah. to an interception. I mean, he was pressuring the quarterback. I thought, you know, you kicked him inside. He was rushing well as a D-tackling, your nickel package. I mean, guys like a Joseph Osai and – other guys, I mean, to me, there's some there's some nuggets there that can be mined and developed a little bit. I think so. You know, Joe has always been a great motor guy, and uh, yeah, you know, when he, as you mentioned, when he's he- when he's healthy, uh, yeah. I think you know that's going to be the key for Joseph is to get you know he's not rehabbing any surgeries this off season, which is great, and hopefully he'll come back uh, in the best shape of his life and ready to have a great year. Are there are there another guy or a couple of guys or there? almost everybody that you're you're looking at and saying you know what man they've got the skill set i just need to start checking a few more boxes are there guys that you're looking at and saying let's get it going well i think you know you look at all the young players that way uh, first or second year that you know they they need to come in and um again especially the the rookies you know next year and they kind of know what to expect and i think um you know, somebody said in the locker room, I think some, some of the rookies didn't run into the wall, the rookie wall, they crashed into it this year. So, you know, at least they'll, at least they'll know how to, what, how to prepare themselves better. And, and we got to do a better job with next year's rookies to make sure that they're, you know, ready to go. But um, yeah, I think, uh, I think we'll be ready. We'll be focused and, and ready to have a great off season. Yeah. I look at, uh, I look at the playoffs coach and, you know, there, there's, there's Kansas city, there's Buffalo, you know, it seems like they're always going to be around, you know, and, and the Cincinnati Bengals are still right there. Okay. You lost a quarterback. I mean, if, if, if Kansas city loses Mahomes, if Buffalo loses Allen, I, I don't think they have a Jake Browning in my mind, the Bengals have an elite starter and they have an elite backup quarterback. And that's a pretty good starting point for your football team to have a quarterback room that talented, isn't it? Oh yeah, for sure. And, and I, let's, we, you know, Jake, as we mentioned, came in, did a fantastic job and showed everybody, I think what he can do. And uh, let's keep Joe in there healthy and ready to go next year. 
telling you, Coach, already looking forward to it. And, I, you know, I'm already thinking down the road to the, the to this stage of the playoffs, the big three, I don't think it's going to change. Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati, fighting for it, man. It's going to be awesome. And uh, and you're going to be right right in the middle of it, Coach, and trying yeah, to game plan. got started the game plan against those guys. How about the touchdown that Allen had at, uh, you know, at 6'4", 6'5", whatever he is, 240 pounds, and, and goes scampers for a 52-yarder. I mean, God, that guy is a freakazoid. Yeah, it's amazing. He's a he's you know every time we play those guys, it's you got all of the other things, and then oh by the way, now he can run, and he's as you mentioned, it's like a defensive end or a tight end running down the field. So um, he's he's a superior athlete. It's it's uh it's mind boggling. The National Football League man, football at at its finest. So there there are just there are athletes, and then there's the elite. The NFL has a bunch of elite, don't they? It's crazy. Yeah, they sure do. You know what, Coach? You're an elite coach. And the Cincinnati yeah, Bengals are fortunate to have you coordinating their defense football team. And uh, can't thank you enough for all the time you gave us this season and for this little wrap-up visit. You're the best, Coach Lou Anarumo, and uh, have the best offseason you ever had, sir. Thanks, Lap. See you. Appreciate it. Dave Lapham here. And every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player... I realize self-motivation, leadership, and appreciating your teammates are key. At First Star Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team. Opportunity knocking.